welcome to the power of ants. Yes, <laughs> Aussie nerds talk stuff episode number six, and oh, it's a big one. On the last episode, we talked about stuff that we were watching and reading and gaming recently, but before that, we talked about the first six episodes of Doctor Who's 2005 Series 1. And here we are, returning to talk about more Doctor Who, but the final special of, of Season 13 um, is, is actually <laughs> what we're doing. We're not going back and doing that yet. We'll go back to the Eccleston season later. We will. But new Doctor Who to talk about. Now, uh, my name is Sandro and your name is Reese. That's right. We are Aussie nerds and we're talking stuff. And Reese, we've been, uh, ha- we've had differing opinions of Doctor Who as of late. We both agreed on the quality of uh, the three se- uh, the three specials that have come out this year. Yes. But season thirteen, also known as Flux, I did not think was good, but you <laughs> really did. I did. At least I thought it was more consistently good as in consecutive episodes, held up than Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall's other two seasons, which had some Mm. standout episodes, but really for me, it was quite slow and it didn't Mm. do very much. Actually, when it did do a lot, there's a plot line that I really didn't like at all. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The season finale of her second season. (laughs) Yeah, quite not good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I certainly did like Flux quite a bit. There are some elements, I've watched it twice all up. Well, okay. And the second time round... There were a few episodes that weren't as good as the first time around, but I did still think for an era that hasn't been my favorite, it was a very good run of episodes. Excellent. I have not returned to it. I liked one episode a lot. I liked the Sontaran episode quite a bit, and then I liked bits and pieces of it here. I thought the character stuff was pretty good all throughout, but the style of of writing that Chibbers incorporated (laughs) then was so frantic. So all over the place that I I couldn't really get on board, which is interesting because we are talking about the power of the Doctor, uh, Jodie Whittaker's final episode ever, and it also has that writing style. Yeah. But I think this one was actually really good. It was great. Yeah. And that's our review. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's also, it happens to be the centenary special for the BBC. So it's 100 mm. years of the BBC over in the UK. Yep. Lots of shows and radio shows and TV shows are commemorating it. Yep. And this is the Doctor Who's contribution to it. And it's also the last episode that's going to be funded by the BBC. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's the last episode that's going to be funded by the ABC as well. Well, <laughs> yes, that's true. Because uh, the BBC uh, has done a deal with Disney. So anywhere outside of the UK and Ireland will be watching it on Disney Plus. Yes. And it's always been in Australia first on free-to-air TV. Yes. It's been on the ABC, which is our broadcasting company, which is publicly owned and long may it be. But now you're going to have to have a subscription to see it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a rise in torrents in oh, Australia. Of course, of course. But still, we will be able to see it in 4K first time around, which would be nice because finally you don't on iView, which is the online streaming service of the ABC, free to access. So that's really good, but it's yes. not great quality. It is free to watch, no ads. Uh, not great to watch, though, as you no. just said. I, um, I, I will admit to having gotten VPNs to watch it on iView <laughs> because it's just better. But <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword where we're really jumping into... <laughs> Sorry, we uh, or are. the next era than we are fair of the Doctor. But it is like a bit of a conundrum. You know, it's an interesting one because on the one hand, 
Uh, you've got not just the BBC involved, but also, you know, it's now a Bad Wolf production. Yeah, which I love that that's a spin-off from the first season of Doctor Who, New Who. Yep. The Eccleston season. Exactly. Uh, but that is now going to mean... Uh, the BBC creatively aren't super involved, which I think is really good. Um, it's also going to be partly funded by Sony, which means you got the Sony money, you got the Disney money. So you got Bad Wolf, little bit of BBC, Sony, and Disney. Yes, all contributing towards the grand return of Russell T Davies uh, and someone else, David Tennant. Oh, okay. And a brand <laughs> new Doctor, the fifteenth Doctor, which I, <laughs> which I don't believe that yet. We'll see how we go. On the Wikipedia page for do- like the list of Doctor Who episodes, it's yes. now got um the the thirteenth Doctor played by Jodie Whittaker. Yep. It's got the fourteenth Doctor played by David Tennant, yep. and then it's got the fifteenth Doctor played by Shudi Gatwa. <laughs> oh, Russell T Davies has said it himself. I'm pretty sure. I've yeah, I've seen him yeah. quoted. I haven't seen an interview with him or anything, but he's quoted as saying it. He also did say spoilers for season two of New Who, even though that's over a decade old. <laughs> And we will review it soon. We will. We will, actually. But he also said that Rose Tyler wasn't going to leave at the end of that. And at the time, she was written out. (laughs) Yes. She made some returns, uh, some cameo returns in various special episodes, but she was written out. She was written out of the show. It's true. It's true. So, yeah, I wouldn't really (laughs) believe any Doctor Who showrunner at all. It could be the 14th Doctor from an alternate timeline. Yeah, well, we don't really know what they're going to do because, like, yeah. Rose is coming back, but yeah. not as Billy Piper. So, who knows? By the way, should we should we talk about this episode before we get into this? Let's talk about Power of the Doctor. <laughs> um, so, it, if you haven't been following, um, if you're one of the many people who have dropped off during this run of Doctor Who, unfortunately, yeah. uh, because of the, the quality. Although, let's be honest, a lot of them did drop off during uh, Peter Capaldi's era, and they missed some very good stuff in that era, but yes, that's a reality as well. Capaldi's one is definitely worth going back through, yep. um, particularly now in retrospect as well. I think a lot of people have actually gone, oh, wait, I <laughs> this was a good era, actually. This grumpy old Scottish doctor is great. <laughs> this was a really good era, actually. Yeah. I think everyone was just like so annoyed at Moffat at the time. <laughs> so Not everyone. Not everyone. Not me. I was not. I was loving it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> mm. But yes, the Whitakers there. What's okay? So oh, <laughs> I I've lost steam. Um. <laughs> okay. Shall I jump in? Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> you cut you should, off. You should, I've got. I was saying it's fine. You go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, there is a little bit you sort of have to be aware of. A little bit, just at the beginning, because there's this train in space, which is a great concept. We've heard about it a lot of times, mm-hmm. and we've seen a different train in space in another episode. Well, one of the best. Yeah. A Peter Capaldi one. Check it out. Oh. Mummy on the Orange Express. I meant Midnight. Oh, Midnight. Well, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that one's also good. <laughs> yeah. So this... There's a lot of train in space episodes, actually. There are, actually. Out. I know, I know. Um, but anyway, we've seen a few of them. This is a different train. There are there are many intergalactic train services, obviously. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this, the this train is under attack from the Cybermen, which is a classic Doctor Who villain. Although in this case, it's got a twist from one of the worst stories I've ever seen, where they're also the dead bodies of Time Lords who somehow still can regenerate, even though they're dead inside the Cyberman suit. So this crew of people on this train kill them, but then they regenerate. They look great, these Cybermen, the the Cybermasters, as they're called. Yep. 
because it's a play on words that the Doctor's arch enemy, the Master, created this version of Cybermen. So they're Cybermasters and... Cybermasters. They're Time Lord Cybermen, and, yes. and they look ridiculous, but they also look amazing. No, they look awesome. They I look just don't really like good. that they regenerate. I just think it's OTT. I think that's funny and dumb, which is how, what I think of this entire episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, th- this whole episode... I'll just just say this now. The whole episode, like, it's written the same way as Flux in that it's constant. It doesn't give up. No. Um, it slams you over the head with plots and exposition and different <laughs> concepts. It's just constant, constant, constant stakes, drama, etc. Yep. Um, but it also feels like a really silly sci-fi movie from the 80s in that it's also just really silly. Mm. It's very silly. The whole plot doesn't really make sense, and it's very silly. Oh, no, it makes total sense, I thought. That's one thing I really liked about it. Oh, like, it meant, well, it's more like the logic is so, it's so Doctor Who in this one. It's so, like, <laughs> classic Who, yeah. off-the-wall logic that it's ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> I will say, it, it does something very well. I'm just going to try and sum it up really quickly. Yeah. And then we'll just talk about what we thought of it. Yeah. Yep, so yep. these Cybermen are after this little, what looks like a child, which is on this train. Mm. As it turns out, when we find out later on, it's actually an alien, which uses, I've forgotten what it's called, but it's basically like an empathy filter. That wasn't the yep. word they used, but it's an alien that makes itself look like a human child so that the doctor and Yaz, her companion, will protect it. Mm. So any, I imagine any other species looking at it will see the child or infant version of that and work to protect it. It was a really nice idea. Anyway, it's hooked up to a planet, which has appeared on the other side of the moon. <laughs> yes. A cyber death star. Which is, yeah, it's a cyber <laughs> death star. It's been created and it's hooked up to a TARDIS, which looks like the Doctor's TARDIS, which if you don't know, I don't know why you're listening to this if you don't know, but that's the blue police box this yeah, character flies around in. That's the box. In one story, it's a balloon. We don't talk about it. It's a box. <laughs> that's right. I'm sort of throwing in little explanations in there because I think one thing this show does well, despite having many returns, even from 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. It manages to flow quite well, and I feel like someone, if you knew the basic idea of the Doctor has lived for a long time, they've had many companions, Jodie's the current one, they can change, you could sort of keep up with it, I think. I think this episode, yeah, like, at the start, when you see the little girl, I was like, oh, is that the timeless child? Are they going to try and tie it into the overall story arc of the Whitaker era? i got to fess up, I completely forgot they had done that already. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Because I didn't like the last episode of the the season before Flux. Yeah. And I, re- I just tried to forget about it. I didn't like it very much. And that's petty of me, I know. Well, that's a lot of the stuff that I didn't like in Flux either was all the Timeless Child stuff too. Yeah, it wasn't. Which they kind of brought in a little bit. A little bit, I suppose. Um, But yeah, like they, not, none of that is in this. No. So that's all, all very good. So to really speed up even my already rushed summary, basically the whole idea is the master, who is the Doctor's greatest enemy, mm. although they're marketing Neil Patrick Harris's character as the greatest enemy in the next episodes that we're going to get, and I'm not sure if that means he's the master or not, but anyway, <laughs> one of the many enemies that the Doctor's got, who is, happens to be a pacifist but has enemies. There we yes. go. Um, <laughs> he's gathered... A whole lot of other enemies together, such as the Daleks and the Cybermen, to try and erase the Doctor from existence. That's the very the basic setup is that he's gathered 
a lot of enemies together, has created a disaster, and it's up to the Doctor to solve the problem. In the meantime, on the good side, we've got a reunion of some old companions, some actors returning from different eras in the show. Mm. So it was nice to see them. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Unit back, which was completely wiped out previously, but it's back. Yep, they're back to be wiped out again. <laughs> well, exactly. I wish, that's one of my notes, I wish Unit could just exist. <laughs> Uh, I don't think anything can exist in the Chibnall era. He's destroyed True. Unit. He's destroyed Gallifrey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Moffat worked really hard to bring Gallifrey back, but in a way that respected the storyline where it was completely wiped out for the first half of New Who at the time. Yeah. But then Chibnall's like, nah, I liked it destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the whole idea is basically the Doctor's got to survive, save as many people in the process as she can mm. with the help of a lot of friends. Some of them are the current friends. Some of them are friends from many years ago in the story and in real life. Yes. So it's, that's the simple setup. In the end, it sort of works, sort of doesn't, as often happens with regeneration episodes. And the Doctor regenerates. And we'll talk about who they turn into later on. Yes. Um, but yeah, the episode is it's so fast-paced. I think I messaged you. I was like, the doctor's like, she's probably just going to regenerate because of burnout at this point. <laughs> I know. She's, yeah. so, she's doing so much. Ugh, I'm so exhausted. More problems. Jesus. <laughs> it's it's great. And I think um, Whitaker, her performance, it's so, it's so frantic. She's barely keeping on top of, of everything <laughs> in like the other seasons. In this one, it's just... It's just, it's, it's constantly like the mind is always working. That's one thing like Jody is uh, great at showing how, how fast she's thinking through things, Mm. the way that she acts. So yeah, that was quite good. The first thing I, I noticed was that John Bishop, uh, his character, Dan, not in this one. He just kind of leaves at the start, doesn't come back. I thought he would be more of a bigger part. Yeah, he's wearing a space suit, space suit. He gets shot in the face and the suit cracks. Mm. And if it wasn't for the fact that he was grabbed by one of his friends and then was inside a, a shielded, um, you know, the shield around the train at the start of the episode, he would have been asphyxiated or lost all the oxygen or had it sucked out of him because of the space. Yeah. And on the TARDIS afterwards, he says, you know, they get back to Earth. And he says, you know, I'm just going to stay. I don't want to risk my life anymore. That was a near-death experience, and my response to that is to stay where I've, you know, got some comfort. So he he disappears for most of the episode, not not through anything malicious, just to try and keep himself safe. Yeah, yeah, no, he's just not here, which I think would be good if Yaz and the Doctor got any moments together, uh, aside from the ending, (laughs) but they do not, uh, as is classic Chibnall. Yeah, the pair that people are calling Thasman because people are shipping them, and they've teased that they would be shipped, but no. It's a perfect moment when they could have kissed on top of the TARDIS after ice cream, and they just don't go for it, and I'm like... (sighs) Oh, get used to that, by the way. If Dizzy's putting money into it, and they refuse same-sex couples... Oh, in their projects. Oh, no. Because of the China market. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, because Doctor Who is really popular in China. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know what you mean. That might... It depends if they've got any creative control. We'll we'll see with the specials. Well, it's written by Russell T. Davies, though. They're not going to care. He's he's one of our biggest, lovely homosexual men in the world. Yeah, exactly. He shows it. It's delightful. So they know what they're getting into. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, so there's there's the Daleks, there's the Cybermen. I remember in the trailer for this episode, I was like, oh, the Daleks and the Cybermen at the same time again. I'm yeah. sick of both of them separately. <laughs> and now we've got them and also the Master, who I'm also sick of. Well, so. I was worried that if it was a normal length episode, it would be far too much and I didn't know how they'd do it. It's an hour yeah. and a half long. So it actually, as soon as I saw that, I thought, okay. I'll be a bit more comfortable with that. Yeah, no, it is a lot better than it is feature length. Mm. As 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 any you know, Chibnall's previous specials haven't been feature length. They've they've been an hour as opposed to fifty. Most episodes are fifty minutes for him. Yeah, some of them have gone to like seventy, I think even. True, but true. Not not a full hour. Uh, yeah, like not an hour and a half. So yeah, there's one thing I forgot to mention, and I really quite like it. Not just for one scene in particular, but for the whole idea. The Master hasn't just gathered these people together and thrown them at the Doctor. It's got time travel in it because he's got a time-travelling TARDIS as well. Yes. And he's gone undercover as Rasputin. I really enjoyed that. Um, yes. as As soon as you see... I think it's like the faces of paintings have been... Yep. Changed or something so that they all look like Rasputin. Like the girl with the pearl earring, Scream, The Last Supper, <laughs> to name but three of 12. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, it's all now just Rasputin. When I saw that, <laughs> I I laughed so hard. He looks good. I like it. It's so... Because so, the master, particularly in New Who, and mm. particularly for this era, is always coming up with really, really cartoonishly silly plans. Yes. And they went so hard on the idea of them oh. being incredibly cartoony in this episode. And I and I love that. It's a bit like Time Flight from Davison's era too. <laughs> it, is, it is like Time Flight, yeah. Now, this is something you've discussed with me. There are so many references in this. Mm. It's a bit like the 50th anniversary special was a celebration of 50 years of Doctor Who. So there were throwbacks. It started off with the original title sequence, which was really special. Yeah. Uh, the 50th did. And there are lots of lines that reference this uh, things. And this is doing the same thing as well. Chipnell's actually done a great job with the master to reference a lot of previous master things, like uh, his device called Tissue Compression Eliminator, <laughs> yeah. which shrinks people. Well, in this, he uh, he looks somebody in the eye and he says, look me in the eyes. And then he gives him an instruction and he says, do you know who I am? Yes, I do. You're the master and I will obey you, mm -hmm. which is what the classic masters used to do. You yep. can hypnotize people. Yep. There's, there's another one, which we'll get to, and you rolled your eyes at it, but I think Chibnall's good with the master doing references to previous master things, and I, I quite like that. Yeah, I think his master, it's so interesting, because I, I think the comedy is great, and I think that Sasha Dewan is such a likable actor. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That it's just, like, it's a joy to watch uh, him, no matter what the material is, really. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> season 12 finale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that he got to be subtle this time around when he was Rasputin, whereas any other time he's been the master, he's just been so high energy and he's just been running around. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I really liked him in Spyfall, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spyfall was great. Yeah, Spyfall was great. The moment when there was a realization who he was and he changed his physicality was beautifully done. Yeah. So good. But yeah, um, he's always spouting exposition, this version of, of the Doctor, which, the you know, master. it's been a running joke, uh, the Master. Well, he does yeah. play the, the, the Doctor in this thing. Well, yeah, actually, that's a very good point. Sort of yeah. Um, but yeah, he's always talking about exposition and all the stuffs and things. Um, but I don't think he's the worst offender of worst exposition in the episode. 
That would be the doctor when she's explaining what the alien child thing is. So I'm actually fine <laughs> with Sasha Tuan in this one. Isn't that the doctor's job, though? <laughs> yeah, it's just the way that, I don't know. The companion is to represent the audience and say, what's this, Doctor? What's going on, Doctor? The Doctor's there to explain it, and there has to be exposition. I think it's because it was so rushed because she had to do other things, too. It's the way that Jodie played it is, like, just rushing through the exposition. And I was there, and I was like, this is a lot. This is a lot. A lot of information for something that doesn't Mm. matter for the episode. But anyway, the Master's plan is the Master is sick and tired of being the bad guy. The Master wants to be the Doctor. And so the Master captures the Doctor and then uh, forces her to regenerate into him Yeah. by sci-fi magic. Oh, regeneration energy and, and a, a planet which has got a TARDIS plugged into it. Well, yes. A TARDIS that looked like it belonged to the Joker because on the front of it, it just read, ha, 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 I did like that. That was a very cool visual. But yeah, forces, um, forces yeah, her, her to regenerate into him. Wearing her clothes. Yeah, exactly. Wearing her clothes. And then when dressed as her, he starts a war between two planets. And then there's a like a space CNN drone flying around and he broadcasts to the universe, I'm the doctor and I did this. Because he wants to not just erase her from time, which is a great line. This is where you get erased from existence. And then yeah. there's silence and he goes, oh, I know. Bit awkward conversation stopper <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But he was also ruining the doctor's reputation. Yes. She's always saved. Uh, the doctor in all their forms have always saved people as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Dalek and then they commit genocide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they always try to save people, but now he's starting a war. So. Yes. Starting a war. Ruin the reputation as well as get rid of the Doctor. Are we? Because uh, I, I, I know in, in, in the Matt Smith era in particular, everyone knew who the Doctor was in the universe. But I think we're past that now. Now the Doctor's less known. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, I don't know really. <laughs> well, actually, after halfway through the Matt Smith era, or probably two thirds of the way, season six, he had his existence sort of wiped from memory. Yes. Which, again, that wasn't a great season finale either. It was okay. but It was fine. <laughs> yeah. it, the setup was way better than... The setup was great. The ending. The finale wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> ended up being... Uh, yeah. And then Capaldi was, like, unknown. No one knew who Capaldi was for a lot of it until mm-hmm. later on in the era. I don't know how I feel, because there, there are things I love about when the Doctor could say, I'm the Doctor, I'm the oncoming storm, and I'm here to put an end to your evil doings, and everyone knows who they are, and they just go, <gasps> I love that. But also, sometimes it's nice to have a fish out of water. Who is this weirdo sort of story? Yeah, I'm I'm very on the fence about it. But yeah, like, is this, when when does this take place? Is this when the, doc- doc- the Doctor is known, so there is a reputation to tarnish? Well... How much of the universe is there as well? Because in Flux, they never really hit a reset button that returned every planet back to the way it was. Actually, good point. Half the universe is destroyed. <laughs> if we were to believe. Well, it's really good that the reset button was hit at the end of this episode, and now we don't have to care about any of the canon that was introduced in this era. Really? You think so? I, I don't think any of this is going to carry on. I don't see them ever referencing Timeless Child or Flux ever again. Probably not. But, well... 
Yeah, I just don't remember. At the end of Flux, they didn't have anything saying, okay, so the universe is back to normal now, which they went out of their way to do in season five. Yes. When not just half the universe, but the multiverse disappeared. The multiverse was gone in five. Yeah, I don't think they did in Flux. I can't remember. No, because Vinder and them are still in space. Yeah, that's true. It must be back. They just never said it. Maybe. But I hear reviewers and YouTube reactors, because I love watching reactors to things, especially the end of this episode. There's a group called Blind Wave. I keep mentioning them, but they don't follow the news. So they didn't know, you know, who is back at the end of the episode. They just went, (gasps) what? (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people seem to be unaware, and which made me unaware of the fact that is half the universe gone or is it returned? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, I haven't rewatched Flux, um, no. so I've got no idea. But from memory, there isn't a long sequence of the universe being back. But maybe, maybe it is that only like certain planets were destroyed. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, guess what I'm going to have to do. Oh, no, you're going to have to rewatch it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I quite liked it, though. So, it's <laughs> fine. Anyway. <laughs> All right, should we talk about the inevitable? Uh, Oh, well, the only other thing I wanted to mention with the Master Doctor was that I'm really annoyed that we didn't get to see Jodie Whittaker pretending to be the Master. I was kind of hoping for like a Freaky Friday sort of situation. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't happen. The other body just stopped. Yeah. The Rasputin-looking body. By the way, best... I know you don't like the exposition, but just after all the exposition... He relishes the moment and starts playing rah, rah, Rasputin, lover of the Russian. That was fantastic. But for a second, I was like, wait, where's the music coming from? It's back in the old days. There were no speakers. But then I was like, oh, it's the Cybermen. They are walking speakers. Well, he's also got, you know, the Doctor inside a Dalek shell. (laughs) Yeah, he probably brought along some Bluetooth. Speaking of the Cybermen and the Dalek, I love that he's so insane that one of each of them look at each other like, Huh? <laughs> What's going on? What is this guy on? <laughs> so it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Tegan and Ace. Yes, let's do it. Um, two of my favorite companions. So Likewise. Ace was a companion uh for Sylvester McCoy. Who was the seventh doctor. The seventh doctor. Um if we can say that, because the timeless child just Screwed everything over. Yeah, uh, like yeah. They weren't calling themselves the Doctor. No, Ruth was a oh, bloody hell. I'm just <laughs> going to call him Number Seven. I don't like the Timeless Child arc. No, that's not. That's not a. I mean, anything before the first is like he. The Doctor doesn't even remember. So it it's true. It doesn't it's count. True. Um. Yeah. So Ace is like a rebel, uh, a British rebel with a baseball bat. Um. Yeah. Uh, who and is? She, she hasn't changed one bit. No. No. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> Fantastic. A great performance from yeah. Sophie Aldred. But yeah, mm-hmm. she's one of, I think, every Doctor Who, f- Who fan's favourite companions. Yeah, if they've seen some of the old stuff, uh, specifically the Seventh Doctor's era, I think a lot of people just go, yeah, she's great. Yeah. And she's excellent with Sylvester McCoy. Mm, they work so well together. And they've got such a great dynamic on and off screen. They share a birthday, so that's quite cute. Mm-hmm. And they've always been, they always got on very well. Yes. Yeah. So one of, if you haven't seen uh, McCoy's last two seasons, which is what I believe she's in, um, Mm -hmm. watch them because they are some of the best of old who, particularly in the 80s when unfortunately the budget was being cut, but the writing was consistently pretty good. And Yeah. uh, yeah, those are some great episodes. So yeah, she's back, but also Tegan, who is one of Peter Davidson's. 
companions. Yes. I believe was in a few Tom Bakers too. Uh, certainly his last one. Mm. Her and Adric, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know personally. I've seen quite a few old who episodes, but I couldn't tell you all of the ins and outs of when companions arrived and left. Yes. It looks like she was in, yeah, just the final Tom Baker and then was in pretty much all of, uh, Davidson's run. One of the best, um, yeah. Uh, companions just consistently there. Uh, you know, you've got Adric who was always off having food, uh, and then Tegan got something good to do. So that was always kind of the dynamic <laughs> during yes. those during those years. And we get an Adric reference in this episode too. We do. Of all the things, Adric is like, look, I like the actor, but Adric is the biggest joke of Doctor Who. I don't know. Fandom. I- I saw a consistent run of Davison stories, which ended with Adric's last story. Mm. I didn't mind him. Maybe he got really good towards the end, but I didn't mind him. He he he's like Will Wheaton on <laughs> Next Gen. You love him, love Will Wheaton, uh, but you're also consistently annoyed, <laughs> constantly up, annoyed <laughs> by this child Shit. on this TV show. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of what it is. I think. I suppose so. <laughs> but yeah, so Tegan, mm. uh, as she describes herself here, she was an air hostess in the 80s. A building full of Cybermen is nothing. <laughs> she's a <laughs> quite a um, strong-willed person. You know, she's told what to do in this episode, but she goes, no, nope, I'm going to go do this because it feels right, which is to help people in unit who are currently under attack from those Cybermen. Exactly. She yeah. also probably feels a bit of guilt because the master had tricked her by giving her a little toy that looked like a half converted Cybermen. Mm. As it turns out was a shrunk down portal, which is exactly out of the season two episode where the Daleks came out of a, oh, that's true. a portal that's type true. thing. I didn't mind. I thought it was so cool. That sequence was great. Yeah. Oh, she's Australian as well. I should imagine that. She's Austra- oh yeah. She's Aussie Australian. representation. Yeah. 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 It's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that uh, unfortunately I don't think she was great. It, like she had some really good lines and some great moments, but the performance wasn't as good as I think it could have been. I don't know why. I think it's down to how dramatically different New Who is to Old Who. I think that might be it, yeah. In terms of just how it's filmed and how it's acted. Especially her error. Like the yeah. Davidson's run is so it's so down to earth. It's so like, let's just play cricket for five minutes, you know? (laughs) Like, it's so, it's so slice of life. That's a charming story, but yeah. I like that story (laughs) a lot, yeah. (laughs) I think that might be part of it. I thought her scene, and we'll explain how it happened, but her scene with Davison in this was great. Was really good. Davidson almost looking like he cares about Dr. He does. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, he, I, know. I know he's an old grump now, but he loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I thought that it was good to see them again. So there was a bit in this. I thought there was going to be a, a kind of time loop thing when she started tapping people on the shoulders and there was static electricity. Mm. I thought this was a different doctor from the future when she'd already been poisoned or shot or something like that, was coming back in time and was already starting to regenerate. When I first saw her repeatedly zapping a few people. I thought, what's going on? Yeah, I was thinking that too, actually. Is she already regenerating? I was thinking that too, yeah. But it wasn't. It was actually her applying some sort of subcutaneous uh, connection to a hologram that appears. Yes. But the thing is, this hologram is highly intelligent AI, 
and it connects to the emotional center of whoever's looking at it. So Yaz sees the doctor who she's always known, Jodie Whittaker's doctor, and she's a bit in love with as well, which they really should have just gone all the way with that. They should have. Well, they didn't. Unfortunately not. And then Tegan and Ace see their respective doctors. Yeah. So Tegan sees Peter Davison and Ace sees Sylvester McCoy. And uh, I'm so thankful to Janet Fielding for confirming that, that they were actually on set with those respective actors too. Um, it just makes it so much more better. It is, instead of one of them being in a green screen or something. Yeah. And then there's another thing that we loved. The Doctor is sort of forced into her own mind mm. on the metaphorical edge of a cliff, which is as other Doctors who appear in her mind with her say, yes. that's the metaphorical journey that you go through when you're about to regenerate. But it was great to see David Bradley representing the first Doctor. That was good to see again, yeah. And then we see uh, Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker, Paul McGann, mm. and Peter Davison. And Peter Davison, yeah, they're all back. And they, uh, oh, it's good. It's good to see them. I cannot wait to see the behind the scenes of how this story got made with the five-ish Doctors again. Um, even though that's for the 60th anniversary, not the centenary yes. special, but I'm sure they'll reference it. Oh, they will. That's the nice thing, because in... Um, Day of the Doctor, the 50th anniversary episode. If you didn't know, guys, Tom Baker appears at the end. Yes. And it was very nice. And all these other doctors did a behind-the-scenes thing. Peter Davison decided, I want to do a kind of parody story and talk about what it's like to be a doctor, but it's sort of fictionalised where I'm playing me, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also appearing at the BBC and being admired by Jenna Coleman, <laughs> who's saying, you're always my favourite. <laughs> so- things like that. Oh, so good. Stephen Moffat gave them a bit of a budget from the 50th anniversary episode and they tried to appear in it and and they pretend that they have by hiding under these these big throws of, of fabric in the background of a scene and they say, no, that is us, that is us. <laughs> We're in that episode. It's called The Five-ish Doctors because uh, Tom Baker didn't end up appearing in it because yeah. he was actually in the show. That's right. <laughs> but now they get their turn in this. <laughs> it's good to see him. It's good to see him. It's weird not to see Tom Baker as well, but I think... That kind of keeps in the continuity of what was that thing that we saw in the 50th. So, yeah, well, actually, it's really great. The ending of this ties into a line that he says in that perhaps one day you'll go back and revisit some of the old favorites in terms of the faces of the Doctor. Mm, indeed. Oh, maybe that was the future Doctor then. Maybe. Don't yeah. I? No, that's it. That's what I think it. The idea is the Doctor eventually retires yeah. and becomes a curator, as the 11th Doctor says. And, you know, I really think you might. And uh, <laughs> that's a... Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, sure I've heard that theory before, but I've just, you know, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that might be the last Doctor, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so, yeah. It's good to see him again, especially Paul McGann. This is actually the, the first episode of Doctor Who that he's ever appeared in. Oh, uh, arguably. I, I count. I count Night of the Doctor. I know it's a special and it was only available on YouTube. Night of the... Oh, that was great. Yeah. It was great, yeah. And I love the way they're all wearing robes in this. And then he appears and he's not... And the, uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor asks, why are you wearing a... Why are you wearing that? And he goes, I don't do robes. And then (laughs) Sylvester McCoy turns up and says, there's always one. There's always one. Yeah, that was all all great. And I like as well, one thing that I really, really liked about this episode is it's not, the 50th was very concerned with New Who. It was a lot of references to New Who. I mean, it was a multi-doctor story only featuring doctors from the recent run of shows. Whereas this one is so much more 
I constantly referencing the classic series. Uh, to a degree. I mean, you had every Doctor at the time in the 50th. It's for true. For a very brief second. <laughs> it's true. For a brief second. And it was clips of the old ones. They didn't bring the actors in like this one, but I do kind of say it had every one of them. It included every one of them in the plot. It had quite a few old... And I mean, also, you know, it brought back the Zygons, a classic a villain. Yeah. But this one is so much more like... It's like fan service for the fans of this old stuff, which I think is cool. Oh, like constantly, yeah. like the Dalek master plan reference, which is a, yeah. a reference to a not very good- Or well, the master's Dalek plan. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> the master t- <laughs> Which was a funny joke. I'll admit it. Was. It. it was very funny. It was. They referenced uh, Adric. They referenced all these, yep. all these old stories. The lovely relationship between- Seven and Ace. Yeah, it's just so many... Although I hate referring to them as just a number. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, so many references to stuff that probably a lot of fans who have only watched the new stuff just haven't seen. And I think mm-hmm. that is really good and makes them want to go watch it as they should. <laughs> and then right at the end, I know we're jumping forward a bit, but the Doctor has been hit by something that's going to cause her to regenerate and she wants to do that bit alone. So she drops Yaz off mm. and then she runs into... Graham, who appeared all of a sudden, who yeah, was a Graham's companion <laughs> for uh, for previous uh, seasons of Jodie Whittaker. Yep. And Dan, who had just <laughs> arrived back at Earth. And they've all been invited to Companions Anonymous, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, because we see, I mean, Katie Manning. William Russell, who played Ian, who was a companion for the first Doctor. The one of the first two, compa- well, I don't count, um, the, what's her name, as a... A companion. Oh, his, his granddaughter. His granddaughter, because that's like a relative. <laughs> exactly. No, she was already with him, yeah. I reckon. You know. So yeah, Ian, one of the first two companions, yeah. who I'm always surprised is still alive. And 97 years old, William Russell is still knocking about. He's playing him on audio. He's amazing. I know. He, William Russell is, is yeah, he's 97 and he's yeah. he's still in an episode of Doctor Who. That is amazing. And Katie so Manning, good. fan favorite yeah. Joe Jones is back yeah. and Melanie Bush, uh, who yes. is is um, in a lot of the... Uh, the most down-to-earth performance she's ever done in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, she's in she's in some interesting episodes. Um, I, I love Paradise Towers, no matter what anyone will say. <laughs> it is very funny. It is. Um, and it's great to see her again. So, yeah. So, yeah, the, it's so, it references Old Who so much, it gets one of the first two companions back. Mm-hmm. Is Susan still alive? Uh, Susan, uh, yeah, she's alive. Yeah, okay. Oh, why didn't they get. Oh, well, there's a storyline that she's sort of part time lord, so she's out traveling. Yeah. I reckon. They really should bring that back at some point. They really should. But yeah, it was a gorgeous little moment. And that that jumped forward a bit, but just to make your point that it references a lot of old Who stuff, it gets the oldest living companion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's always great to see uh, Kate Stewart returning as well um, from Unit. Oh, yeah, she was excellent this episode. I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't that impressed with her in her first episode, which was a Chibnall episode, as it turns out. Which one was that? Oh, Power the of Power of... Yeah, that was... Yeah. Was that the... The mystery boxes. The cubes. Yeah, yeah. that was fine. It, 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 it was, was fine. She was fine, but I just didn't think there was much to the character. Yeah. Uh, she was really good with Capaldi, but this was her best episode yet, I reckon. I think Chibnall's really figured out how to write her very well. Um, uh, I I like her stuff with Osgood and all that. I think that's all really fun, but... 
Yeah, like she was okay in Power of Three. She was really good in Osgood and Capaldi mm. and that that time. Yeah, that whole era. But this was her really her best episode because she got to hold the line against the Cybermen. That's I true. That was awesome. That's true, and that was quite good. Um, uh, what else is there to really mention? Oh, the Fugitive Doctor's back for a scene. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Joe Martin's great as that character mm. that doesn't need to exist, but Joe Martin is plain. <laughs> so, no, oh, keep it, it going, it I guess. <laughs> it's good. Um, uh, she does a Mark Hamill in, in, in Last Jedi, which I love. She just shows up as a hologram. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I'm the doctor, mate. I'm the doctor, mate. I laughed so hard at that. That was so good. I, I, it reminded me of the Beast Below when Liz Ten mm-hmm. turns up, the Queen, and shoots some people, and then who are you? I'm the bloody Queen, mate. <laughs> it is like that, actually. Yeah, it yeah. is really like that. Uh oh, 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 and also on oh. the the Daleks thing, there's a random turncoat Dalek that's never really addressed as to why it yeah because it genuinely was a turncoat dalek but ended up being a trap as well yeah it's like the daleks knew that that was a turncoat dalek so they let it lead the doctor into a trap but i'm like since when do the daleks is it a reference to the power of the doctor being a reference to the power of the dalek in which the daleks have the human factor in them so they're good daleks Oh, I don't know. Is that what Chibnall's trying to do? It did give a rationale that they were originally designed to protect the Khaled race. Yes. But now the Khaled race is gone. They're all just Daleks. Yeah. We've got no point in existing anymore. I liked that line a lot. I thought that was really, really good. So it was very nihilistic and just wanted to <laughs> wipe everyone out. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was like, since when does this happen? Outside mm-hmm. of, like, the Doctor's intervention. Like, when does this ever happen? But, yeah, I guess it happens now. I guess that's canon. The Daleks yep. can just can just turncoat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shall we talk about... I find it kind of like a, a bittersweet irony that the Doctor's compassion is what ends up getting her killed. Because mm. she tells the creature from the beginning of the episode to release all of, a whole lot of energy, which will destroy the planet, which is... Holding it captive. The cyber the, the Cyberman Death Star. Yes. The Cyberman Moon Death Star thing. Yep. <laughs> and so it starts shooting out the energy. And then the master appears, all wounded. And apparently, and I don't believe this line one bit, but she said, and now your body's failing because of everything you put it through um, and you're going to die is pretty much what she said. <laughs> I don't believe that one bit. The master will be back. Oh, yeah. no. Even if it's in 10 years, Definitely. I don't think it'll be that long, but he'll be back. Yeah, no. Or she. It could be a she. Or a trans person. In fact, let's do a trans person. Yeah, let's do it. Or non-binary. Anyway, so he then says, and if I can't be the doctor, neither can you. And he directs the beam from the creature that she was trying to save and directing to destroy this planet towards her. Mm. And that's what hits her and causes her to regenerate. And I think it's classic idea for the doctor who's so compassionate tells this thing how to save itself and it's doing it she's really proud she's about to leave and then it's her own plans that kind of get her yeah. in trouble yeah i thought that was great i think that was quite good as well i would love this is quite random i would love a season of doctor who where the companion is the master they just become friends again for a season why not <laughs> well i honestly you've said for a long time you want to see a season of the show that is the master and they've kind of done that on Big Finish. Oh, not oh no no no! I want a season of the show that's just like random anthology episodes. Oh okay. Oh wait, no, I did say that once. 
I think that was an email to Staggering Stories, wasn't it? It was like some maybe fan theory that I came up with. I'll have to try and find it. I think we said it on on an episode with Adam from Staggering Stories, another great podcast you guys should check maybe out. Maybe I did. But anyway, I, I didn't see that until Sasha Dewan. I think he'd be able to hold a season on his own. I think he would. I think Missy would, although the Big Finish audios would suggest otherwise. <laughs> Unfortunately, her big finish ones are not amazing. But yeah, I think yeah, an an entire season of the Doctor and the Master just just being friends out in space. It could be it could be like a road trip. It's a road trip season. It could be like the end of season ten. Oh yeah, start of that. Wait, hang on. (laughs) It it would just be. (laughs) That was great though. I had fun with it. Oh yeah, no, my idea was um that the Doctor won't regenerate, will be taken prisoner, and then we'll have Joe Martin as the next Doctor for a season. <laughs> was my idea. Well, they're pretty much doing that, but with someone else. They are, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of are. <laughs> Shall we talk about that bit now? I think we should. But who it is? I mean, you've already said it. I know you have. I'm not yeah, no, no. I've already kind of spoiled it. Um, As has the whole of the internet. You cannot I know. go I know. anywhere on the internet <laughs> without seeing but they've brought David Tennant back. So yeah, uh, in the in a first on-screen happening, it's happened before where the Doctor regenerated from one person to another and came out in different clothes. Yes. But during the regeneration process where this big sparkly energy happens and the person changes, the clothes changed too for the first time into a suit worn by David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Who has a great throwback line to one of his first lines. Which is, because he was talking when he first regenerated back in 2006, he says, uh, oh, well, that's different. Hang on. New teeth. That's weird. Mm. And so now he goes, hmm, hang on. I know these teeth. Yes. <laughs> it was a great reference. A really good throwback. And he's like, what? Yeah. What? And then, what? And then, what? <laughs> yeah. The Doctor is now David Tennant again, again. Uh, which which was spoiled a year ago. Um <laughs> When the rumours started circling. Well, I don't know if it was spoiled. See, it. I always thought that potentially she regenerated into Shuti Gatwa, who's a superb actor, and I'm so excited to see him be the Doctor. Yes. And then David Tennant maybe appeared from a, another timeline. Everyone always thought she'd regenerate into him, but it's a special. The 60th anniversary is a special. We've already had multi-Doctor specials, all the way back to in Davison's era and Baker's era. Yeah. So I always I didn't think it would regenerate into David Tennant, but anyway, it happened. Yeah, I did see that that uh, it was circulating for a while, being like, "Oh, the Doctor's going to regenerate and David Tennant, and then Shooting Guy was also going to be there." <laughs> um, yeah, and everyone was like, "That's silly," but then it happened, and I mean, it still is silly. I don't know how that's going to work, and I'm going to watch it closely. But yeah, I'm I I trust RTD. To More than I trust Chibnall. <laughs> figure this out. I, I do not trust Chibnall at all to pull off a story like this, but <laughs> no. I do trust RTD. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting. Maybe it could be cool if to get back to, like, maybe Tenant's got to regenerate back into Jody and then go forward again, and then Jody can be a part of the 60th. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh... Well, the thing I do like about the whole idea, I don't know if it's true or not, but the supposed idea that Tenet is 
have well now have played the tenth and now the fourteenth Doctor mm. is that there is no degeneration, which people have been referring to whenever they say, "I want David Tennant to come back," and the Doctor should degenerate into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's progressing forward still, but looks like a previous person. Mm. And I kind of like that. So I don't think we'll have Jodie back yet. I bet we'll have a multi-Doctor story in the future, the 65th or the 70th anniversary, and I bet Jodie will come back. But Oh, yeah. No, uh, I don't think it will be the 60th. She will definitely, because cause she's, I mean, she's already said that she wants to. So I know. You know. She's just lovely. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think Chipnell wrote the best final line for a Doctor for me. I wanted Matt Smith's last line to be something like this. Mm-hmm. Where she just, she's quite happy about it. She's kind of come to terms with, she's going and she's like, well, all right, Doctor, whoever I'm about to be, tag, you're it. Mm, I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Yeah. That was really sweet. I did I like wanted, that. I wanted a bit of joy. Like, I am sad she's going and they had a beautiful um, emotional scene and I did, I welled up. Actually, I, did, I had a tear go down my cheek. I'll, I'll be honest. But then it's sort of joyous as well. It's a it's a fun change, and then it's a confusing change because we go, "What, David Tennant's back?" <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. No, I really liked um that final line. I think yeah, it's a good one. I can't remember what Matt Smith's final line was. Um, he just kind of was like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna go be in Terminator now. See ya." <laughs> <laughs> He's, he had a big monologue, which is essentially about he'll remember the time that the Doctor was me, which was sort of. The doctor saying it, sort of Matt Smith saying it, and then an imaginary version of Amy Pond appeared. Oh, that's that right. Only he could see, and then he sneezed and turned into <laughs> Peter Capaldi. That's right. It was very quick. It wasn't dramatic out on a cliff edge like this one. Yeah, yeah. We're back to the this gorgeous. So I I loved it, and it was all green screen as well because we saw the, uh, the the behind the scenes of this scene uh, was was posted. Yeah, weirdly, I could tell with David Tennant standing there. It looks. Worse for him standing there than it did for yeah Jody. I don't know why. I've always wondered how that works because I know that when it was RTD to Moffat for Matt Smith's run, it was literally Moffat's team and like those directors came yeah. in and shot that final scene themselves. They had David Tennant standing there with his arms out, almost like a Christ pose, almost yeah. And then Matt Smith stands there, and a different camera crew stands in front of him, and all the everyone else just clears out, and then. The new new lot come in. Oops, sorry, I just punched my microphone. <laughs> um, exactly, but I for this one, I yeah, I'm I'm always interested in how they film the regeneration scenes because it's like, well, then who's gonna direct? Is the director for the previous showrunner directing? Like, is that sh- is yeah. Chibnall writing? And I wonder who wrote this line because it would have. It's a great line. The new teeth line. Or the hang on, I know these teeth lines. Mm. And the what? 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 Yeah, I'm like, did Chibnall write that or did RTD write that? I don't know. I could see them both writing it because I really liked... I think Chibnall was decent in the Tenant era. Yeah. No, he's written some really good stuff. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. It's good. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I like it. Hungry Earth, Cold Blood could have been one episode. Uh, I still liked it. Yeah. But it was it was a good story. I liked it. Yeah, no, I liked it. I know a lot of people who watch the classic series said, but that was like the fifth time I've seen that same story. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean? Every time the Silurians show up, at the sa- it's the same story? No. No, oh, not at all. No. <laughs> um, yeah, true, actually. Good point. Yeah. But I still enjoy the execution. And it, it was Matt Smith. Great doctor. Yeah. Two of my favorite companions. So, yeah, next is three specials. Apparently so, yes. In November. So they're all in November. It's currently what they're listed as, yeah. Um, Bugger. 
<laughs> I reckon it'll be like, yeah, the two weeks before the 60th and then the one on mm. the 60th. And then it'll finish in the 60th. Yeah, which will be interesting Epic. to see. <laughs> What 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 it is? We got a thirty second teaser, uh, no, a fifteen second teaser, which yeah. does not show anything, but it does show Shudigawa with the mustache in what I would assume Oof. is his outfit, which looks quite cool. It's just a shirt and a tie, <laughs> yeah. and the shirt's open. I'm like, all right, hell yeah, yeah, it's a good look. Would somebody tell me what the hell is going on here? Yeah, he's keeping the accent. It, uh, I love it. Love it. I love it. I'm yep. so keen to see that whole era. By the way, if you guys haven't seen Sex Education and you can put up with a bit of crude humor and bits of sex and stuff like that, watch it because the entire cast is great. But Shooty is amazing. Mm. Yeah, no, the whole main cast of that is just fantastic. And yeah, I really hope he slips into into that accent when he says, "Oh, you dirty, dirty pig." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, goes up against that pig thing from Aliens of London. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was the meme it going around drink. as soon as he was announced. As the, I know. As I also love how he's using they, them pronouns for the doctor in interviews. I think that's, yeah. True. It's true. True. I, yeah. I mean, still a fictional character, so I find it's probably less offensive than if we were talking about somebody who has they, them that's true. pronouns. But I refer to a Davison as he. Yeah, yeah. Because the actor is a he. Yeah. I refer to Jodie as a she. I'm going to refer to, well, Shooty's pronouns are he, him, so. Yeah. But also, I refer to Rhaenyra in Game of Thrones as she, because the character is she, but I, of course, refer to Emma Darcy as them, because mm. that's their pronouns. But yeah, no, I have noticed that. He's gone out of his way to, it seems like he's gone out of his way to emphasize the they part of it. Yeah, which I think is... is it's fair enough. Pretty good. Because it has just changed from an old white man, is Capaldi, that was a few years ago, to Jodie Whittaker, now to another man. Yeah. So. Gender fluid, it would appear. I'm I'm also interested in what Donna Noble's doing in the 50th. Why is she there if David Tennant is not the, the 10th Doctor and is the foot... And why is her brain not exploding like it said it exactly. was? Exactly. <laughs> what is this science fiction... <laughs> What's the MacGuffin this time? <laughs> MacGuffin to make Catherine Tate. Although I would love, I would love if we get a scene where David Tennant... <laughs> purposefully tries to run in with himself and then's like, hey, can I borrow Donna for a bit? <gasps> oh, what if they had two tenants in one episode again? Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. What if they had the 10th and 14th Doctors? It'd be a multi-Doctor story with one actor. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. I've just gotten really excited about that. Why have I gotten so excited? <laughs> but also... Like, is this going to be a different personality? Because a lot of people don't like the 10th Doctor because he's so arrogant. Is this going to be oh. a nice version of a David Tennant Doctor? Well, in that 15-second trailer, the first words said are him coming out of the TARDIS quite shocked. And he says, I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. So there's an identity crisis, which often happens when a Doctor regenerates. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but we will know. And it's directed by Rachel Talalay, uh, who's finally back. Oh, I love her. She's so good. Just the, the, not a singular bad episode in, in no. what she's directed. Of anything she's directed that I've seen, her episodes of The Flash or Supergirl are a step above so many other ones. Yeah, Leagues of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. She did, I think, the, the, the first Halloween episode for Riverdale that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, she's just, she's a natural. She's yeah. so good. Freddy's Dead's not her fault. I've never seen it. Yeah, don't. Can't comment. No, I don't. Now, uh... I've just realized we're probably nearly as long as the episode. Um, <laughs> mm, not bad. Half an hour, half an hour off. 
Uh, well, I just wanted to wrap up by saying that I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I think there's something so special about Doctor Who that some of the reactors I've watched who haven't seen the old Who episodes with Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred, Peter Davidson, and Janet Fielding still got emotional in those scenes. Oh, yeah. And that's just how powerful it is. It's just, you know the idea that these are previous companions who had several years' worth of time together with these actors and these characters, and the characters played off each other for that long too. And they're revisiting it. There's just something special about it. And they all got emotional about it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, no, I agree. You could show this to someone who has never seen any classic who, and I think they would get the same stuff out of it that we got. It's so, yeah, you know, and I mean, it's Jamie Magnus starring directing one of the best of the Chippers era. Uh, So, oh yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, and Capaldi too as well. True. So yeah, just great performances all around, and uh, really, 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 actually good writing from Chibnall on an episode <laughs> that's epic. Like I like his writing on smaller stuff a lot. His epic stuff not so much, but this is like a pretty good epic story from him. This is excellent. Yeah, loved it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Although we have spoiled everything, but also I know what I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> definitely check it out, and hopefully. You know, once Tenet's back, uh, once it's on Disney as well, I think that's going to be like, oh, Doctor Who's on Disney? People are just going to check it out because of that. Oh, David Tennant, he's great. Yeah. Oh, imagine the David Tennant category on Disney+. Plus. Jessica Jones, oh. Doctor Who. Oh. What other Disney stuff has he been in? But anyway, you know, uh, they'd have a category. <laughs> DuckTales. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, there will be... <laughs> <laughs> no, there will be a little collection like that, I'm sure. Yep. I was going to say Harry Potter, but that's more on like uh, Warner that's Brothers. That's HBO, yeah, sites. HBO Max. Or m- m- maybe it's not anymore because that's, <laughs> that's a shit show of that at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Although, James Gunn is a co-head of D- the DCEU. Yeah, know? he's the Kevin Feige of DC. Um, <laughs> I know, I, yeah. he, I don't think he'll last long because he's more of a creative than a producer man. Well, that's the thing. The other guy, I don't know him very well, but the other guy's apparently going to be doing all the paperwork kind of stuff. James can do the uh, creative storytelling stuff. Yeah, apparently. okay, good. <laughs> because yeah. I can't see... That's what he's good at. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no, that could work. I mean, I'm sure he knows how to do paperwork to make a film. I mean, he's done many of yeah. them, but you know what I mean. I'd love to see a James Gunn superhero <laughs> Superman movie with Henry Cavill. Just make it. Oh. Um, oh. Anyway, that's the episode. <laughs> also, what was the power of the Doctor? The episode... Is it... Um... Well, the power of the Doctor was... I suppose the regeneration energy the master was trying to. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That no, that's it. The influence of the doctor, the power of the doctor, usually doing good things. But if you use the power of the doctor for bad, like the master did, that's what I was thinking. Then it'd be disastrous. It would be pretty great if the episode was just called the the master's Dalek plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. I wish they could do a She-Hulk thing where where it's the Dalek Master Plan crosses out. No, the Master's Dalek Plan or, you know. Yeah. And then underneath, I just can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they'd break the fourth wall is what I'm saying. And Doctor Who, ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe Shruti Gatwa will be an influencer, <laughs> uh, an influencer doctor and can, like, talk to the phone. So it can kind of be like... I hate what I'm coming up with right now. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor's an influencer. All right, let's let's leave. Okay, that. that's enough of that. That's speculation for 2024. This, this when is he why I'm not arrives. writing Doctor Who. I'd, I'd make the Doctor into <laughs> an influencer, apparently. 
Please don't. <laughs> What's right. up, guys? It's me, the doctor, and today I'm. I, Why are they I'm an American, American influencer? Apparently. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh yeah go watch it it's a good one um next episode we're gonna do uh what we've been watching and stuff again we'll do that after that i'm gonna try my hardest to binge house of the dragon and rings of power hot day yes yes and we'll uh we'll do uh final season catch-ups on those i don't think i'm gonna have much uh, to say about rings of power but i <laughs> no, i don't either sadly spoilers for my opinions but uh, but probably, oh, I, uh, um, okay, no, I'm back. Uh, but probably <laughs> the wormhole sucked him up. I know. Wait, the wormhole sucked me, uh, um, up, sucked you in. So, I'll, that's better. I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will do that, um, after next episode, which is going to be, uh, stuff that we've been watching lately, which is going to be yep. damn good fun. We'll see you then. Uh, until then, make sure that you, I don't know, have fun or something. Just do something good. Yeah. Go have a drink of water. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Yep. You dirty, dirty pig. <laughs>